Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today we are here with a special episode in a new style, one that we haven't done before. I'm joined by two special guests today and we're going to be speaking about the book of Ryan Kamp. With me here is the author of that book, Sven Mulder. He wrote his debut book, Mein Pijn. It was quite a success here over in the Netherlands and after that he went on to publish this book about Ryan Kamp, which is out for a couple of weeks now. Sven, thank you for being here. And then the person who this book is about, Ryan Kamp, is here as well, the former under-23 world champion and current European champion cyclocross under-23. Ryan, thank you for being here as well. So then to start off, you wrote the book Mind Pain, and then you went on to write this book about Ryan Kamp. How did you go in that process to write this book? And just to clarify, you and Ryan were racing for the same club team in the Netherlands, right? Yeah. And can you tell a bit about that club? What was it like? Where is it located? Ryan, you were, as I said, also racing for the Jonge Renner. What memories do you have from your first time racing at the Jonge Renner as a young rider? And so you already then obviously knew Sven quite a while. How did you react when he approached you that he said he wanted to write a book about you?
Yeah, I obviously also read the book and that was one of the things I really liked about it that it wasn't a story of a career because that's more something you would expect towards the end of a career when you yeah, retire yeah. then yeah, you exactly. get all the results and stuff and that's what I really liked about it and also I agree with what you said on the book Mind Pine that you can really feel his pain which is also the translated title of the book you can feel what he's thinking when he does this epic ride of two times Stelvio and one time Mortirolo so I really like that and now going forward from this book onwards what did you think about the book when you read it yourself was it then exactly what you expected I mean you already briefly touched upon it And so you were the author of this book. Could you tell us a bit about how this book is made up? You already said short stories, but what is it like? What can people who want to read it expect? Yeah, the book reads super easy and I also really enjoyed the parts where you can see these stories about Ryan where he's preparing for the world championships by going for a walk and taking a McFlurry or eating some Swiss chocolate on the plane. It really gives a funny insight into the side that you usually don't see of the cyclist, that it's more fun and not only performance. Ryan, how do you see that yourself? Is that also really the picture that you have of yourself, that it's really about fun or has the last couple of years also the stress to perform taken over a bit?
No, of course, it's definitely not bad, especially if you train that much, and then for sure there should be the opportunity to take a bit of nice food, in my opinion. Something that also comes back in the book quite a lot is that you go for some nice drinks, because you seem to stop a lot for cola during your rides. And so, and you, as writer of this book, you've been around Ryan, seen a lot. Is this also the impression that he made on you when knowing him and when writing the book that he always is in for a joke, not always super serious, but when it's needed that he can turn around this switch and then can go full focus on the race and achieve great things?
So how do you manage that then? Is it what we kind of see on social media that it's mainly endurance on Tuesday and Thursday and then an intensive either individual or group session on the Wednesday? Or do we get the wrong impression? The book really describes a lot of the fun in and around races during training, but there's also a different side to the book, one that goes into a more serious side of yourself, going into some struggles you had. Also, your struggles in the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Could you tell us a bit about what those struggles were and how you dealt with them? And Sven, how different is that for you? Because you wrote this book about Ryan, but you wrote the other book about yourself. You take us through your races, but also through some of your training rides and you take us through what you feel and how much you enjoy it. Was it for you sometimes hard to understand his feeling about not really liking training when you yourself love training and just love getting out on your bike?
Indeed, it's very different because like some people will like climbing, other people's absolutely hate it. And I mean, yeah. Ryan says he doesn't like training in the rain. In the book, you also mentioned that you don't plan to be a cyclocross rider forever, that you would love to either race in a world tour road team or do some mountain biking. Does that also have to do with the weather or just other interests? So then maybe combining it like we've seen other riders do as well more and more in recent years. You also mentioned uh, mountain biking. This year your teammate Elisabeth is also going to do a number of mountain bike world cups if everything goes to plan. Is that maybe something that you can then join on or is that maybe something for further in the future?
But I think they would arguably say that the sprinters are also risking their lives. And isn't that something that you also try to bring under words in your first book that cyclists to some extent know no fear, just like you were just discussing. You don't think about it. You go into a mindset and you just go, you just race, you just dive into that descent and don't think, oh, if there's one stone I'm going to crash into here and the newspapers will say this. And in a sprint, you don't think about what happens if somebody deviates and pushes you in the barrier. Maybe in the future, but I think indeed most cyclists, they don't really think about what can happen or what will happen. It's just, as you say, I mean, you mentioned Reichenbach and he's sometimes scared in downhills. I've seen it with other riders. I mean, I think he was also held because Van der Poel wasn't in the wheel, because if I look back at the 2020 Lombardia race, the downhill of the Somario there of Van der Poel, that was also insane, gaining, I think, from the top of my head, 50 seconds on that group. And it's something interesting and interesting to also get like a perspective in the mind of cyclists in these two books, one of somebody who dreams to become pro and the other one you get to see somebody who is turning pro next winter somebody who's had a pretty successful season this winter, to come back a bit to then the cyclocross part. Ryan, you said yourself in the book that you had a bit of struggles with the COVID-19 pandemic. How did you turn that around eventually? Because you were expecting to race the season as a world champion, but 
I think you only got to wear that jersey once. Was that a bit of a disappointment? Yeah, well, to me it seems that the UCI should have some different priorities and maybe making courses safe or actually checking the regulations yeah, instead of uh, doing these things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But then, after that, you still managed to almost um, prolong your world title in Ostend, just ending short by your then teammate Pim Ronhaar. And then this season, you went to the European Championships, you became champion there, again, European champion. How was that then? Can you take us through a bit what you say in the book, you take us a bit in your mind there? Could you do that here as well?
Sven in his first book writes that he can always feel if he has good or bad legs if he knows if he's going to win that day. Do you have a similar feeling when you start a race? I know today I'm going to have good legs, I'm going to be up there for the win. You already said this season it didn't go as hoped. Last season you had a very good season, ending in the top 10 between the elites a lot, and then of course second at the World Championships, European champion. How do you deal with that after having such a good season? Expectations were pretty high for this year by some of the Belgian and Dutch media, and then, I mean, for their standard, disappointing. I still think that it was a fairly decent season overall, still for, as an under 23 rider to get these results, but. How do you deal with that then to cope with a bit of a setback in terms of results of the year before? And you of course still have a very loyal and big fan club as well that supports you no matter the results. Does it also help you if you hear people shouting your name because some cyclists say oh I don't doesn't really give me energy but there's also plenty that say wow if I hear the crowd chanting my name I really get this energy the power to continue.
And as we are nearing an end of this podcast, you already said you're working hard towards new goals. Road races are with spectators. Hopefully next season a fully normal cyclocross season. What are your goals going to be first for the road season and then for the cross season? Would indeed be uh, very nice to see you up there. Then Sven, to finish up with you, you wrote this book. Did it eventually become exactly what you hoped from it? And how how do you reflect on writing it and publishing it? Yeah, for the people interested after hearing this and reading more about the book, we'll be putting the link to order this in the description and we'll also be giving away one of these books. All you need to go is head over to our Instagram, Cyclocross with three S's at the end and there you will see a post in which we'll be giving away the book. Further instructions are there. I think uh, we've had it unless any of you have some last words to share with our listeners. the English was uh, fine guys thank you very much for being here and to our listeners thanks for listening as said you can win a book or simply buy it by pressing the link in the description thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys soon goodbye